Hello and welcome to Cinephiles Radio. I'm your host, Steve Pisa. Thank you so much for joining us today. I see we have 1,200 and climbing listeners right now. Thank you so much for listening on a, a Monday morning. I think you guys are used to us you know, doing the show seven days a week now. Today we have Yoshi Sadarso, stuntman, actor, cosplayer. Did stunts in movies like Logan, A Little Battle Angel. Was in shows like The Power Rangers. Can't wait to talk to him. He's on the line right now waiting for us. Give us a call. 515-602-9609. Well, this is the part where I ask you what shows you're watching. Give us a call. Let me know. I'm re-watching Glow. I love Glow. With Allison Brie. Now, I know, I, I know I've been watching Community as well, but it's, it's a completely different thread line for her acting when you watch Glow. Give it a shot. Let's bring Yoshi in. Yoshi. Hey. <laughs> What's up, man? You cl- How you doing, brother? <laughs> you got I'm the doing well. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so before we get started, look, 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 tell us all, you know, how you and your family are doing right now during the uh, lockdown. We're doing well. Um, I'm taking it as a very much needed forced vacation, Um, (laughs) catching up on my shows and my video games, you know. What what shows are you watching right now? Oh, man, I've gone through a lot, but I'm going back to my uh, roots, kind of watching a little bit of K-drama, some anime. um, Nice. uh, I'm finally watching The Mandalorian. I know that's been... (laughs) One no, like, oh, you gotta get into it. I know. <laughs> it's a great show, right? Yeah, yeah, it's so much fun. Um, I, I mean, like five episodes in, it's a bit of fun. Yeah, I yeah. Like you know what I love about that show is that you know you usually get like a, a guy who writes it and a woman who directs it. There's such a variety of people that are doing the show, and when you watch the show, it's it's so beautifully done. It's it's amazing to see that mm-hmm. it's it's a TV show. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's got a lot more stuff that uh, a lot of TV shows don't get. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what, what video games are you playing right now? Oh, man, I've been uh, stuck on Animal Crossing, and I just finished oh. Final Fantasy VII Remake yesterday. Oh, get out of here. How was it? Oh, bro, it was all beautiful. It was beautiful, oh. and it was, you know, it gave me the chills from uh, nice. the nostalgia. Yeah, yeah we, we've been waiting for that remake to come out for so long. There have been so mm-hmm. many stories mm-hmm. of it coming out and so many trailers of it coming out for it to finally come out. That was amazing. Yeah, it was good. Did you get a chance to play it? Yeah, I did get a chance to play it as well. Right now I'm playing Far Cry 5 and Bioshock. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I haven't tried going, either I'm, of those, but I've heard good things. Oh, you haven't? Yeah, they're, they're good games. Oh. You know, they're, they're, they're non-thinking games. 
So that, that's where I like mm. with him right now because, you know, I'm doing all this hard work in other areas, so I don't really want to think too hard when I'm, when I'm shooting things. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I think I tried Bioshock at the last, um, what was it, uh, E3? Might have been E3. Yeah, that's last year. Yeah, it's a great game. Yeah. So, so to, to, get, to get to things, you know, you're, you're not an L.A. native at all. You're, you're from Jakarta, Indonesia. And you came over here when you were nine years old? I was, yes, yeah. So I was born there, but I have lived in the OC most of my life. And then I moved right. to L.A. when I turned about 21 um, right. to kind of make my way towards Hollywood. Nice. My sister's Indonesian. I, I mean, that, that is some great food, man. Wait, wait, what? My, my sister's in Indonesian. My sister-in-law? Yeah, she's Dutch and oh, Indonesian. she's in there? Or yeah. she is? Yeah. Oh. No, she's from there. Yes, she's from there. So, oh. yeah. So I, 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 you know, my brother got married when I was when I was very young. Um, I got to yeah. eat all Indonesian food, and, and I tell you, it's like some of the best food ever produced. <laughs> how, how did I not know this? Did I know this? I don't think I don't I knew think this. you knew this. No, I don't think you knew this. But, but you know, it, you know Just what bro- they can do with peanut butter is amazing. <laughs> yo, yo, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's an incredible country. Make it spicy. So, <laughs> I know. I, you know, it's, what's interesting is that it needs to be sweet and it needs to be spicy. So it has to have several different yeah. elements to it. Other than, you know, like a lot of guaylo or a lot of American uh, sentiments, it needs to be hot or it needs to be this or it needs to be very singular. But when you go off to like right, a lot right, of Asian right. countries or what have you, it, it needs to have a complexity to it. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Similar so to like me, uh, Hispanic food, actually. Oh, absolutely. Hispanic food is like, I mean, if I can eat two foods in the world, it'd be Hispanic food and Chinese food. Because those two foods are just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. So you, you have a, you have a, a vast, uh, you know, uh, repertoire. You've got a lot of things going on. But what, what was it about film, stunt work, cosplay that really, like, you know, like, got you going? Well, cosplay has always been more of just, um, you know, something that I always enjoyed doing because, uh, you know, I love the shows. I'm a huge nerd. I I like games, you know, Um, and getting to dress up as my characters was, like, so much fun. And then when I found stunts and acting, I was like, oh, I get to do this, but in a professional way. In the sense of, like, I get to be these characters, you know, for the actual shows. So I think that's what kind of hooked me into it. I think cosplay was a good um, lead-in for me, um, I guess, into into these professional natures of playing right. characters, you know? Right. Um, we, I, I definitely started with, like, stunts first. and Oh, sorry, acting right. first. And then okay. just didn't really find much uh, success at the time, in the beginning. Right. And, and then stunts just came naturally. Well, you started off. Went back the other way around. You started <laughs> off as an uncredited. You started off with an uncredited scene in Easy A, which which was a really a great great yeah. movie. Um, but a lot of people go into stunt work and what have you because they started off in the martial arts and they, they mm-hmm. it, it grew from there. Is is that how it grew from you as well? No, I actually have never done martial arts before, like uh, formal training martial arts. I never seriously. Really did. I did like. Yeah, I have I have zero actual real martial arts training. Um, 
most of my training is from watching movies, Jackie Chan movies, uh, YouTube videos, friends teaching me things. Uh, I think the first lesson in martial arts that I had was in elementary when my best friend, he, he did Taekwondo right. and he knew that I was into that kind of stuff, but I right. he knew I wasn't allowed to go because of my parents. Right. Um, <clears throat> Uh, he would come home after Taekwondo and teach me what he had just learned. So I, I learned from him. Yeah, and it was he was like like I you know I I just kind of right. saw this. I didn't really know what I was doing, you know. But um, right. then I would like read books. My dad had like these kung fu books, but for some reason he didn't because he was a martial artist. But okay. my mom and him had kind of decided that martial arts uh, was dangerous, and they lived in an era where. If you knew martial arts, um, you were fighting people, right? You, were, right. you know, in gangs. Because my dad, um, my dad's like almost eighty now, seventy-five, and okay. so back in Indonesia at the time, he was part of like the Chinese gang, and he would fight. And so my mom saw it as that, <laughs> right? Right. You know, not really like the discipline and the training, right. the body, physicality, you know, stuff like that. Right. It's amazing because you, you you definitely move like a martial artist. It, it would be insane to see what oh, would happen you. if you actually had traditional training. Like, there was no way anybody would look <laughs> at you move and think that you didn't have traditional training. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, a lot yeah. of my moves, I just kind of, I, I, I learned from people who are, you know, traditionally trained. So I, in a sense, I'm getting like their aspect of it. And right. in, in the sense, it's like what Bruce Lee uh, talks about is, Right. Is making all these different styles yours, taking what works for you and leaving what doesn't. Did you so. did you see that movie uh, with, from Tony Jaws, Protege? Uh, I forgot what the name of the movie was, but it was about her watching Chocolate? videos. Yes, Chocolate, yes. So you remind yeah. me a lot of her, where she, she watches movies oh. and she just picks it up and then she's just knocking people out left and right. <laughs> yeah oh man um i actually haven't seen the movie but you know i've seen the fight scenes and stuff like that so i didn't know that yeah. that was the story so it's yes the story I, might, is she, I might have to yeah, look she, into that yeah she doesn't know martial arts at all she doesn't know anything at all she starts off, uh, off as a wimp right away and she starts watching films on bruce lee she starts watching jackie chan next thing you know she's knocking people mm. off like a second story building and, and you know how it's filmed over there with with tony john what have you like they're knocking into yeah uh you know buildings and windows and hitting the floor like a, at 100 miles per hour it's insane yeah Oof. That's no joke, man. No. <laughs> Especially in, like, Asia, Southeast Asia. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I was just talking to uh, Garrett Warren, and I know you've worked with Garrett Warren before, but I was just talking to Garrett Warren yeah. yesterday, and we are talking so much about uh, movies and cinema and what have you, and, and to see uh, – I was also talking to somebody about uh, Samo Hong and, and Yoon Biao and, and – and, uh, yeah, and, and what have you, and just to watch how they came up the world—it's it's pretty insane how much trouble they put their bodies into. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, what I mean, did you involve in? Prime example of that. Go ahead. Jack is the prime example of of you know putting your body through the ringer. Oh, I'm telling you, yeah, I'm surprised he can still yeah. move his body. Thank God he's a singer. that's the thing is like he's got his hands and everything that's that's literally the man of all talent yeah 
Anyway. Yeah, he's got his finger in every pot. I mean, he makes everybody jealous because mm-hmm. he, he can do almost anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, what, so one of your first Sun projects was you worked on uh, Conan O'Brien. You worked with Conan O'Brien. Uh, how was that experience like? Uh, that was a very simple, easy day. It was just us, what was it, jumping off trampolines, doing, like, trying to make a basket. So I didn't really get to work with him uh, right. personally all that much, but right. just on the set, you know. Um, right. So that wasn't, like, actually my very first stunt professional job. I was an extra on something, and it was actually with Garrett Warren. Garrett yeah. Warren was supposed to be the stunt coordinator on it, um, okay. little boy, and he oh, yeah. ended up not being able to do it because yeah. he ended up booking something else, and then they pushed back little boy so much that he ended up giving it to a different coordinator, and I was like, oh, man, I might not be able to get bumped as stunt anymore. He was like, yeah. you know, I'm going to see what I can do when I get to set <laughs> as an extra with my with my brother, actually. Um, right. It, it was the most weird thing ever because they took us to Mexico in a van. Oh, it was, oh. I was like, oh, I might die. I might die here. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is the way I die. Basic, yeah, I was like, this is it. This is it for me. Um, but it was very early in my career. I was taking whatever, you know, that came. Um, right. And one of the craziest things is when I got there, I looked over and the stunt coordinator is Brad Allen. Oh, Brad Allen, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, knowing Jackie Chan, knowing that whole yeah. thing, knowing who he is, yeah, I yeah. geeked out, obviously. Yeah. Luckily, I've been training with these guys, the EMC Monkeys, um, uh, when I was down in OC, and they kind of knew, you know, who I was. I trained with right. them. I kind of had um, a background now of what stunts would be. Sure. And uh, the assistant coordinator and the fight coordinator, uh, Luke LaFontaine, was there. And mm. he, you know, was walking by uh, the other extras, and he was like, you're Yoshi, right? I was like, yeah. He's like, you train with the EMC Monkeys? I was like, yeah, I do. He's like, good, I've heard about you. Um, we're going to see if we can bump you to stunts. And, and Garrett's kind of talked to me about you. So I was like, oh, well, that's that's amazing. Great. Right. So he ended up giving me my first, um, you know, I guess, uh, stunt job. Um, Brad Allen was there and he was like, all right, I'm going to test you. Like, I'm not just going to let you jump in with my boys who have been doing this for years. Um, right. So he tested me. He was like, here's a pad. Uh, do a back three quarters onto it <laughs> 10 times. And I did it. And he was like, okay, now do it running onto it 10 times. Oh, okay. And I did it. Right. And right. he was like, okay, all right. And then he put me in a spot. He was like, see that guy over there that's taking the, the um, clothesline from that big dude over there? You're going right. to take his spot because he's old school and he, I don't need him taking that hit. So basically right. it was like, save the older guys, you know, who've been doing this and, and put the new kid in the fresh kid. I was like, all right, cool. And I right. did that for like 20 times. And it was, it was a crazy experience. Cause I'd never done anything like that on such a big film, but that was my very first stunt job with Brad Allen and Luke LaFontaine. Wow. And what, what was the project called again? It was called Little Boy, and it was, it was like a boy. yeah, yeah. Did you watch it? It was actually yeah, a really good movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I did see yeah, Little Boy. It was good. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that little samurai scene that they had when you know the kid plays samurai with the dad, uh, I was in one of those scenes. Nice, nice. Yeah. Cool. And, and your and your your career just really just went up from there, and you were you went from you know small independent films to TV shows. Am I right? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, just slowly made my way as much as uh, whatever God was willing to give me. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'm going to skip over certain certain things because we only have a certain amount of time, but you started working on Maze Runner as well. How, how was that like? Um, that was my second stunt job, and it was it was really fun. Um, you know, I, they took me out to Louisiana. It was my first time getting flown out, business class, and uh, nice. getting a double one of the leads. Um it was a lot of fun. I got to meet Keong on there, and um, oh, he's I didn't end up getting to do most of the stuff that I – oh, yeah, he's awesome. Uh, I still talk yeah. to him now from time to time. Um, he's got, like, two kids right now. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then I uh, – but basically it was, like, it was – I didn't get to do much of the stuff that they had originally hired me for because of time constraints and this and that, but that's when I learned. I was, like, sometimes you get hired what you can do but you don't necessarily get to do what it is that you came to do right that makes sense right yeah well after after the little boy came out you started working on agents of shield now there's a so many Mm -hmm. people that i've talked to the past month and a half in the stunt world that have worked on agents of shield and some of them haven't even watched (laughs) any of their own episodes (laughs) tell me what your experience is like you didn't watch your own episode (laughs) (laughs) no i mean I think it's it's that way because it's in town and yeah. it's a lot of fight uh, going on on there, a lot of fun fight stuff. So a lot of fight guys that we know uh, right. work on it. So right. that's what that's what it boils down to. Um, but it was really fun. I got to work with specifically closely with um, uh, ooh, what's her name, Ariane, the the girl with the blonde hair. <laughs> Yes. I forget the character. The girl with the blood. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's like the bird or whatever. I don't see, I don't yeah. know the character's yeah. name at all. But I was fighting with her, and she was right. a great fighter. She had to do, um, you know, she had to throw like a a judo throw on me. And, yeah. But she like grabbed me by my neck, back to back, and then, you know, three quarters to my stomach. And right. at one point, I remember, because I was jumping and doing everything myself, at one point, I remember doing it, and I was too far away from her. I was like, oh, I'm going to drop on my head on this one. I've got to cover. <laughs> and then I felt her pull me because she felt something was weird or off. I don't know. Pull me and help me make it all the way around to my stomach. Right. And when I finished, you know, we did the scene. We finished the scene. I cut, yelled cut. I was like, hey, thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate you, you know, covering for me and pulling me. And right. she's like, what did I do? I was like, oh, <laughs> you instinctively did that. So that's great. Right. That's great that yeah. her body knew what to do. Yeah. Well, so. she, she's been in so yeah. many action movies. She's, she's done a lot of martial yeah. arts as well in those films. So I, it doesn't shock me that, that she knows instinctually what to do. I think she's a lot like you, whereas mm-hmm. she's not, you know, trained traditionally and what have you, but she's trained through, you know, just working a lot and what have you. Yeah. So, it, so yeah. it's just instinct for you. Is it? Do you train specifically to do certain things, or, or was it always within you, deep down inside of you, to um, be able to I, rotate your body and what have you? I would say that it's a bit of instinct and 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 you know, talent that I was given and blessed with. Right. Um, but it's something that I work with every day. Uh, right. You know, when I'm not working, I'm training as much as possible. Uh, right. I'm and I'm what I like to do is I work on my basics a lot because as I grew into the industry, I kind of realized that you don't need to know how to backflip. I mean, flipping is great and it's awesome for the air awareness and stuff like that, but it's more about 
the intricate movements of can you throw a spinning hook kick in within, you know, two inches of this or whatever? Is your foot going to be stable if you throw a spinning back kick here right. and then throw a front round on this side after? You know, stuff like right. that. It's like right. weird little uh, connections uh, with martial art movements that sometimes you don't get in traditional training. Right. And it's like making sure you know your lines, making sure like the, the lines of, the, of your cut and your punch, that it's not, right. you know, going up and down and, and making it look weird on camera because what you think looks good in person and what is going to work in person in real life right. doesn't necessarily look good on camera. <laughs> right. Well, you're 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 one of yeah. those triple threats because you're a model, you're a you're a stuntman, you're you're an actor, and also you have a doppelganger, which is your brother, that has the same kind that of repertoire true. as well. That's that's you know you, your brother's <laughs> crazy as well. He's good looking. He yeah. works in stunts. He works in 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 movies. How does it feel like to have somebody along that can come along with you with the ride? I love it. Um, basically, how we see it is we've got two ladders. We're both going up separate ladders, but we're close by. And right. if one person starts to kind of lag behind, that's when the other person, instead of going far ahead, you can easily lend a hand down and help them up. And that's right. kind of how we've always viewed um, our relationship. Right. Um, but that's, that's kind of the, the way our relationship works. And, and it's kind of like if I see him doing something. I'm like, ooh, like a little fire under my butt, you know what I'm saying? Right. Was it ever, was <laughs> and, and it ever competitive? Cool thing. Oh, it's absolutely always competitive. Always. Uh, right. there's, we wouldn't have it any other way because for us, if we're not being competitive with each other, that means the other person has just slacked off. The other person no mm. longer cares. Right. And, and it's always competitive between the two of us because we so want to So it's a friendly it, competitive. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah, of course, of course. Um, yeah. It's never if if he ever books something that I wanted, I think of course there's that initial like, oh, no matter what yeah. you're gonna have that right. like idea. Right. I it wasn't me, you know, I wasn't right. right for it. But that goes okay, but I can do more. I can do this. Right. Because th that happens all the time. We're constantly put in the same positions of it's either gonna be you or him, you know. And, and right. that happened with us with Power Rangers, you know. Um, yeah, it, it, I can ask you the, that. Has it has it ever been yeah. ever in tra the tradition of Power Rangers that both brothers played a Power Ranger? So there has there has never been two siblings of any in in like real life siblings to play right. both Rangers. So Jason right. David Frank had a brother who also was on Power Rangers, but not as a Ranger, just like right. as, an, as an actor. I believe right. he played his brother in, in the in the show. Um, right. But, no, there has not been brothers, and there have not been um, ones that play, obviously, the same color and right. one that, like, precedes the next. You know, like, it was me, then him. Right. But the well, funny let's, thing let's with get, that is, like, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I, I don't want to talk too much about Power Rangers. I want to get to that a little later on. No, no. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you, you met Aaron Shanky for, for Bat in the Sun soon after that. Mm -hmm. or, or, how did you meet him, by the way? Uh, I've, I've always looked at his work, and I liked, you know, all that stuff because I, I watched right. the corkscrew battles. I, I watched the Bat in the Sun stuff. So that's kind of right. stuff that I've always, like, been into. And I think I may have – I think I reached out to him um, through Instagram or whatever. 
I was like, oh, yeah, I love your work. And then he hit me up, and we were like, when you come back from Power Rangers, why don't we have uh, sit down and chat about what we can do together? And so I was like, right. yeah, sure. Nice. Because okay. you worked on two episodes of his. Uh, you did wonderful work. You did mm-hmm. what? It was a Nightwing versus Winter Soldier and Spider-Man versus Darth Maul, right? So, yeah. So the Spider-Man one, I did uh, all of the fights in, in the suit uh, for Spidey. Great. But. For the Nightwing one, um, the fights were all uh, were all Jerry Quill. I was only there hmm. for the tail end of it, and I did all the motorcycle stuff. <laughs> nice. Just want to make sure that people know that I wasn't the one that did the fights because I was not. You know, I, only in stunts do people do that. You know, they, they're, they're very specific about what they did and what have you. But um, what do you think it is about – you know, <laughs> you got <laughs> I know. You know, it, it's interesting. There's there's something about stunts that there's a gigantic amount of ego involved. You know, I've been to the Tours Awards and spoken to so many, have so many friends who are stunt people. What do you think it is about stunts that, that is different than acting and what have you? For me, in, in the world that I've been in, um, right. stunts, I... You know what? It's kind of unfair to say because right. the thing is, like, for me in stunts, um, I've got my boys, my, you know, the people that I hang out with, the people that I train with, and, you know, the people that I trust my life with, you know? But in the recent years, uh, maybe past five years, I've kind of gone into the acting world more so than stunts. Um, right. And in that world, it's a little different because I don't know all the actors. There's so many actors in the world. But right. As of recent, I've gone into this Asian uh, actors community, and that right. community is is very similar to the stunt world. It's almost as if, you know, they they kind of hold the same values. You know, we hmm. we want to uplift one another. Like for the stunt world, we try our best to be like, you know, like stuff like that. Like, no, right. no, you know, that that credit goes to Jerry Quill. You know, right. he did the stuff. You right. know, I'm not saying that. Um, it's that way for, for acting without the Asian community, but sure. I'm saying we are very careful in like the way we, uh, I guess, right. um, present yourself, shape things. Yeah. yeah. And present ourselves and, and make sure that it's the truthful way, you know, as, as much as we can, you know, that makes sense. Cause, um, yeah. 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 That makes a lot of sense. Well, you finally got your chance to work with Garrett Warren when you worked on Logan. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that experience right. there, because, you know, there are so many of our friends who worked on Logan. Uh, it's such a great film, um, mm-hmm. you know, a part of history, to be honest with you. What what what, what did you do on that <laughs> it film? Was good. Yeah. So I did the previses. So oh, um, yeah. basically what a previs is. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure your listeners know what a previs is, or should I talk into it a little bit? No, no, please tell them anyways. Okay, sure. Uh, so uh, a previs is basically something that you do prior to going on set and filming the fights. So we, it's a pre-visual. We shoot um, in, a, in a park or, or a gym mm-hmm. or whatever, and we make it look like the scene, and that way we can show the director what the scene is, and that way we already have kind of uh, the bones uh, and the structure of a fight, and then that way when we go to set, it's already said and right. done, and it's ready. Right. Um, so I worked on that. So we Did you work uh, on it with, with conceptualized a bunch of the fights. It was, you know what? 
I don't remember because that might have been the first time I met Tekla, but I yeah. believe it was Marissa. Marissa LeBog? I'm not quite sure who it was. Because the thing is, I didn't do the fight with the – oh, wait, I did do the fight with the X-23. It, it might have been right. Tekla. It might have been Tekla, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it might have been Tekla. And then, because um, she did the previses. And then right. um, it, was, it was basically under Steve uh, Brown, because Steve yeah. um, was the fight coordinator for that, and he was also right. playing Logan. So we just, like, conceptualized a bunch of brutal killings. That was when we found out. Like, wait, Logan's going to be rated R? They're like, yeah, dude, anything <laughs> disgusting you can think of. I was wow. Like, I got some Mortal Kombat stuff for you. Let's do this. <laughs> and I think Alvin was there as well. So yeah. you know Alvin. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so um, it was it was a fun day of just kind of wrecking face. Brandon Brandon was there. Um, Brandon Melendi. You know. Brandon. I think Marissa Labog as well. Yes, I do. Yeah, I think Marissa Labog yeah. was there as well. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't think I don't think I worked with her um, on okay. the days that I worked on it because you know they do the previews over a few months, of or course, or however many weeks that they did. Um, I was there only like a week and a half, maybe. That's a long time. But that was like the beginning of like working with these and Garrett, and I love working with those guys. Yeah, that's awesome. Did you no? Did you watch mm. that movie in the theaters? Oh yeah, absolutely. I had to. <laughs> that one I had. To. Now, so could you could could you see yourself in the film? Could you see like certain movements that you that you previs that you thought of before in that movie? I I think I did see a couple, but um, again, generally when we do previses and stuff like that, yeah, it, yeah. it's no, it's like, how do I put this? Yeah, when you come up with something, it yeah. ends up becoming everybody's. Because when we go, I'm like, oh, can we do it like this? And they're like, yeah. And then we can add this. And oh, yeah. And then we, oh, how about this? And then so it becomes like a collaborative process. And that's the best way to work, in my opinion. Right. Is that it is the team's movement, the team's ideas, the team's – because it's not ever just one person's idea. I mean, no idea is ever fully original anyway nowadays. <laughs> but right. what I'm saying is like, it's a collaborative process. Um, right. Yeah, but I, there was definitely moves that I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember doing that stuff, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, we worked on that, you know. Right. So it, was, it was absolutely a lot of fun. Um, I didn't actually end up going out there on set to film it, um, unfortunately. Right. Uh, I think, yeah. yeah, there was, like, uh, uh, things that were not – that just didn't make sense. Um, yeah. And then um, – but then, you know, Garrett brought me on to Alita for that one. And then, yeah. again, for his – current project so yeah did you were well let's talk about the the innocent man because you you were a sun coordinator for that the innocent man mm. yeah the innocent man <laughs> you, did you forget out which one that is <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah i actually like a lot of the credits Whoa. that i like looked back on i was like what did I do on that? <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I have, I have a, a lot of experience with people who do this. I mean, they, you know, there's some people just have so many credits. You work on so many films and you just, you just move yeah. on so much that it's difficult to look back and, and go, Oh, I remember that. It's different. Yeah. Yes. And the name of yeah. it, like what you worked it on is like completely different than what it is now. So but you I, gotta, I don't you know, gotta... but <laughs> go ahead. But you get a chance to work with Tekla and and and, and Garrett Warren again with with uh, Alita Battle Angel. Yes, yes. Um, did I work with Tekla there? Yeah, she did all the previous for that show. She, she also did. She also did so the hair for, for Alita Battle Angel. Oh no, 
What did you do? Right, right. I didn't. I doubled the uh, the guy. Um, the guy with the, the Asian guy with the the crazy claws on his hands. Oh yeah. Uh, it was the character. Yeah, Kanuba. Character is Kanuba, and he was played by Leonard Wu. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, but I did see Tekla doing the hair stuff when we were on set for a different show. Right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, you, yeah. what do you, what do you think is the difference between you know because we're about to get into your acting resume as well, but what do you think the difference is between the stunt work that you worked on, the stunt coordination that you did, and acting? Mm-hmm. And, and is there okay. more passion for the acting? There's definitely a lot of passion for the acting. Um, I don't know exactly if I would give up one or the other, you know what I mean? Right. Um, because I I have kind of gone into a, an area where, where I like creating concepts for fights, you know, um, like the way Jackie and, and Donnie does it. Like, they're doing both, you know? And um, I am not uh, an expert in any martial arts like those two are, but right. I feel like I have a good grasp on, on movement and what it looks like what it needs to look like on camera. And that's, that's stuff that I try to study as much as possible. Right. Um, but that's the stuff that I want to kind of get into, uh, it, you know, slowly learning that side of it. Um, but I, I love acting because it gives me a chance to portray somebody else. Right. Something that I have always done with cosplaying and, and, you know, role-playing games, you know, it's all kind of led into that. This is just the way that my, the output uh, of that passion has, has uh, manifested itself. <laughs> right. Right. You see, yeah. what, what, what show that, that you're part of, or what, what, what project that you're part of as an actor that you felt most proud of? Uh, let's see. Because you have a big, you have a big uh, I resume. Think, <laughs> I mean, Power Rangers is and always will be, you know, right. one of my first, like, and and it was such a big deal to me uh, during the time of getting it. And Dino Charge? Um, yes, yeah. That whole, like, the Power Rangers thing, that's like an eight-year stint that happened. Right. It wasn't just... Right you know, one and done quick, you know, one audition done. Um, and we'll get into that later. Right. But um, right. I think the biggest one is, it's got to be Buffalo Boys. Um, hmm. I did a, a Western movie in, in Indonesia. And it was during the time that I was working on another job as done. Um, and it was basically a guaranteed paycheck for many, many years. Uh, right. And um, I mean, if you talk to Garrett, I was working for him for at the time. Yep. And right. I remember t- having to go up to him and, and, and Steve and kind of go, hey, uh, you know, my agent just gave me this offer, you know, straight offer, no audition. Uh, the, the company just, the production company just wanted me for the job and uh, I have to leave like next week for three months. 
you know. And I remember, you know, Steve's like, yeah, awesome, dude, that's awesome. And Garrett was like, you know, hey, right. if you leave, we have to replace you, unfortunately. Uh, and that was where I had to make my decision of do I want to keep doing stunts or right. do I want to pursue this life of acting where it's not as certain. I mean, no, stunts right. is not certain either, but, right. but you know, it's more consistent work uh, or right. can be rather. And I have to start over uh, with, with right. acting kind of. Yeah. So that well, was I Buffalo, think, the biggest Buffalo one. Boys the fact is, that is I got Net- to go back. Well, Buffalo Boys is on Netflix. Yeah. I mean, I got it this, I, I, you know, I, I, I love that film a great deal. I, rem- I remember when it first came out, it was present on the screen and it, you know, it was one of those films that, you know, when you just let things go, it, it would play the trailer. And then I saw your yeah. name. I'm like, Oh, I'm watching this thing right now. And that was a really great <laughs> film. How, you, did you, how did you feel? <laughs> how did you feel when you read the script? Did you, did you know what the film would be? Did you, were you excited about it? I was, well, the thing is when I read the script, they told me like, Hey, can you read the script by tomorrow? We kind of like, they, they're giving us an offer. We need to answer soon. I'm like, sure. I'll, I'll read it. And I read it and I was like, wait, Hey, I, th- I think, I think I'm playing the lead. And I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah. I think you are too. And they didn't tell me anything about that. And then I kind of talked to uh, the director uh, the next day. He was like, hop on a call and it was all in English. So I was like, I had no idea. Right. And he was like, Hey man, how's your Indonesian? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, this is an Indonesian movie. I was like, oh. Right. He's like, yeah, you're going to have to speak Indonesian for this film. Um, I was like, well, it's not that great. He's like, it's okay. The character is from Indonesia but moved to America. And I was like, wait, right. this is my story. He's right. like, yeah, it kind of is, and that's kind of why I chose you. Um, and he himself doesn't speak a lot of Indonesian either. He's Singaporean more so. And right. that was like the funny thing is that it was so parallel to my world and the fact that right. – one of my first jobs in the industry was as a cowboy at the Knott's Berry Farm live stunt show. Really? So being a cowboy, yeah, being a cowboy has been like the beginning of my career. Uh, I started off as a cowboy for a year and a half, maybe two of us just playing cowboys and, and, you know, learning how to shoot a gun and playing with revolvers and stuff like that. So when I got there, uh, do this, it was, it was a full 360, you know? <laughs> right. Right. How, how, how did yeah. you like the finished project? You know, the finished product was, first of all, the cinematography was beautiful. It did remind me oh, of yeah. old Hong Kong films, you know, like, like mm-hmm. the, the good, the bad and the, and the weird. It, it did have, yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, yeah. First of all, you look second, third of all, you looked awesome. By the way, you looked awesome Thanks. in that movie, <laughs> and I thought it was very well acted. I thought it was a really good movie. I thought it really held its own. How did you How did you feel about the, the finished product? I mean, you know, we're always going to be more critical of our own work. Of course, um, I feel like there was a lot of things that could have been better and and done better. But uh, right. all in all, it was it was something I'm very very proud of, and uh, something I don't mind. You know promoting to people and, and I'm okay with like that being my first debut in, in Indonesia, I suppose, in my home country, you know, I was proud of that, uh, that I was able to kind of, and and that's the thing is like the story was a story of a person that is of third culture, a third culture kid. And, you know, um, I think a lot of people miss that part of it, but because it's such an action filled, you know, revenge film, but to right. me, it was a, it was about a, a guy who 
or a pair of brothers who didn't belong in one world, didn't belong in another, and realized that they were the bridge to right. those two worlds. Right. You know, and, and hopefully someday we get to revisit that world and, and get to make a second one. But yeah. um, unfortunately right now it's not as, as big of a uh, popularity-wise in Indonesia because right. that's where technically the movie needs to do well. And right. unfortunately it just didn't click with the audience there. It didn't. But it, it clicked no, with American not, audiences, not though. It did. It was more... Yeah taken in well here and that's actually what happened with the raid you know uh they made that five yeah. years ago five years right. before and then yeah aired it in indonesia nobody cared for it and then it did well in america and then now it's like the know, raid is an thing. amazing movie that that's an amazing oh, wonderful. movie yeah that's yeah, that's a shock really to me to hear yeah that's a shock to hear that that indonesia did not like that film well what is it about yeah. the Indo- indonesian uh viewing audience that what they want that they didn't get. I think with Buffalo Boys, uh, the right. fact that like it, it did great in all the, the bigger cities, um, but in the countryside, it didn't do so well because it was kind of confusing. It was like, why are these Indonesians speaking English, and why are why is their Indonesian uh, broken? You know, shouldn't Indonesians have you know certain things like that, and right. having to read the subtitle, I think kind of messed them up a little bit. Right. Um, and I can see that. I can understand that. And right. I think that's just the thing is it's the, the, the cinema out there just is, wasn't ready yet. Um, right. But doesn't mean that um, we're not going to keep trying. Right. 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 I would just keep on trying because yeah. sooner, sooner yeah. or later, a population will grow into it and we'll, we'll fully understand what's, go- what's going on. Yeah. And that's the thing is like I, the more I, cause I think a uh, Buffalo boys just started airing in Indonesia through a si- streaming service. I'm starting to get more um, messages from people going like, Oh, I finally got to see Buffalo boys. And the yeah. problem was Buffalo boys was only out in theaters out there for about two weeks before it got taken out because it didn't do so well. And people that are now watching it are finally like, why did it take so long for me to see it? And so the audience is kind of there, but it's almost like, the 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 theaters weren't ready to take a chance on it and and um, play it for longer than it and it could have you know gained uh, I guess more traction. Right. Yeah. Well, I remember when it first came out on Netflix. I, I was unaware that you worked on that film, and then when I saw your face <laughs> on screen, you know, and I'm not this type of guy, but I turned to my friend. I'm like, I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I just I start playing it immediately. I'm like, hey, I know that guy. <laughs> and he's like, really? You know that guy? And I just played it immediately. I'm like, I gotta watch this, dude. <laughs> That's so and I loved it. I love that. I loved it. So I mean, yeah, there's a lot of reds in that film. You know, I love that kind of look. You know, the mustache goatee kind of look. Mm-hmm. I, I love I love guns yeah. in old western style. Uh, I thought the film was yeah. was fantastic. And I hope I hope it catches on in Indonesia. But I'm glad that American audiences really loved it as well. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what worked out best for me because <laughs> I'm like yeah. I work here. <laughs> well, before we move on to Power Rangers, uh, let's 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 get the cat out of the bag. So you worked on Six Feet Down Under, uh, directed by Sean Piccinino, and uh, Alvin Singh did, did was in it as well, and he did a lot of the the stunt coordination for that film. Um, how did you enjoy being on on, on that short? 
Uh, let me think. I'm trying to think back of the time. I remember it was like we did nights. I believe we did nights. We did. Right? Yes. We did nights, and yes. it was in that water water company place. Yeah, the water company. Yes, making. we're in the water company. Yeah. Yes. And the one thing I noticed, like you, you, you think first of all, first of all, you're one of the nicest people I've ever met on a set. You're just incredibly nice. You. you know I me, mean? very charismatic, and you take a lot of naps <laughs> because in between I, yes, scenes, yes, you do. are dead asleep, man. <laughs> Uh, I have been known to be a napper. <laughs> There's actually so many photos of me right. um, on Power Rangers knocked out. Really? Is that, is, that <laughs> yeah, how you, is that how you conserve a lot of your energy? Is that how you like... I you... mean, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> you, you know, quick... Quiz and Tarantino does not allow anybody to fall asleep on his set. And when he does, he, you know, in, in, I want the audience to listen to this. He puts a, a purple dildo next to them and takes pic, and will take a picture of you with it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how Quentin Tarantino like that. that's is. Funny. <laughs> that's, in, that's insane to me. That's insane. Uh, but, but you were there, you, you did a lot of the action for the film. You did acting for the film as well. Um, you're very cinematic. Um, did you did you enjoy being on set? I mean, it, it seemed to be very complicated oh, for a person like yourself. I I love being on set. Uh, I mean, when I'm on set, it it I'm like revitalized. Uh, you yeah. know, whatever it is, just to work on set. So um, right, I really really like it. But let's see, night shoots are harder for me for sure because yeah. I think I think I have a little bit of narcolepsy. Because, you know, like even in a car, I can fall asleep like driving. It's bad. It's really bad. Um, <laughs> I think it's actually a condition if I have to check into it. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I loved it because I got to play with the boys. You know, Brian, I right. believe, was there. Yeah. Um, Jerry was there. Alvin Jerry was, there. was there. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who else was there. Got a lot Peter? of – he got a huge crew of the guys, yeah. Yeah, it nice. yeah. So it was it was a lot of fun. To Brian do. was there. Uh, hang out with the boys. It's always fun to hang out with the boys. Yeah. You know. Oh, and yeah. I brought my boys. I brought John. I brought Justin. I remember them getting yep. shot in the beginning. That's right. Yeah. Um, all very nice people. Yeah. All oh, very nice right. people. And my guy, my guy runs away. Yeah. I remember that <laughs> jumping over that thing. That was that was kind of. I think that was like the scariest yeah. part of the whole day. I was like, is this right. gate gonna hold me? <laughs> <laughs> I was holding the gate with him. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I was like, I'm, yeah. I might die. Whatever. We'll this, this is how I die. Hey, let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> get well, out of there. Well, uh, uh, full disclosure, you know, right right after we, we shot that, uh, you know, the Power Rangers Dino Charge was, was actually on Netflix. I don't know if you remember this. And I sat down oh, and okay. I, po- I powered through every single episode. Oh, so I saw, I've never watched Power Rangers a day in my life. I, I've never watched it ever. Uh, but I, I watched it because I knew you. So I powered through every oh. single episode. I think, I think within four days, it was insane. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry to hear that, bro. <laughs> you, well, you, you played the, you, you played the caveman who got leapt into the future. And that was, that was your character there. Tell, tell me about the experience of being, first of all, being, chosen to be on power rangers so because for every martial artist that is listening right now they've all tried out for the power rangers every single one of them have well, tried out for it 
let me say that um, well, this is a long story, but I'm gonna try to keep it short. Be, no, no, um, no be as long that, as you want to be. Okay, well, uh, so I started off with doing stunts uh, for this music video. I was doing a music video, and they put me in this Power Ranger costume, the red like knockoff red Power Ranger costume. And they were like, okay, just, you know, the coordinator was like, hey, just do some poses, you know, for the Power Rangers, whatever. And I did some of the poses. He was like, that's the actual Red Rangers poses. I was like, yeah. He like, how do you know that? I was like, well, I'm a huge fan. He was like, well, you, you executed them very well. I was like, wait, hold on, hold on. How do you know this, old man? You know? <laughs> and he was like, I am the coordinator. And I, I used to, do, he was like, I did all the stuff, like, in the OG back in the day, and I do all the live shows. I coordinate all the live shows for the Power Rangers right now. I was like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, so let me ask you this. Do you want to be a Power Ranger? I was like, what the kind of question is that? Yeah, dude, absolutely. (laughs) But he's (laughs) like, you know what? Why don't you come to this building uh, this weekend? We're going to fit you for a suit, and I'll put you in my roster for any, like, live shows that I need. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, dude, absolutely. Wow. So Sonny Cisone was the guy, and he brought me on, and I fit the suits, and then ever since then, I was doing all the live shows. So, you know, photo shoots for merchandise, uh, performances for things, uh, you know, hospital That fits into visits. your cosplay. That totally fits within exactly. that world. And this was, yeah. This was, like, early on in my cosplay years, too, so I was kind of, like, stoked to be able to do that. Wow. And it was kind of like a dream come true for me and I got to meet right. the other actors and I was like, Oh man, these actors are like my age. And I was right. like, yo, like how did you get into this? This is like two to three years in. I was like, how did you get into the, you know, how did you become a ranger? And you know, stuff that I'm constantly getting asked. He's like, Oh man, I'm, I auditioned, you know, for this right. lady. I was like, cool. So I was like, <laughs> that's all I need to know. And as a stunt guy, I hustled, you know? Right. So I looked up her name. I found her email and I emailed her. I was like, hey, can I come in and audition for this Power Ranger Get thing? the Get hell out of here. That's what you did was you yeah. found out her name and her email address and you emailed her? Yeah. I, that's I mean, crazy. What else was I supposed to do? That's what, it, that's what you do with the stuff. No, you know, that's you, what you do. You that's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> so I, <laughs> uh, I, I got that and, and she was like, yeah, absolutely. Come on in. We're starting auditions next week. It's just like perfect timing. I was like, oh, wow. And right. instead of stopping there and saying thank you, I was like, hey, can I bring my brother in? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I sent her a photo of my brother as well. And she was like, yeah, both of you come in next week at 3 o'clock. I'm like, great. Right. So we both went in. I, was, I had my whole – she was like, prepare like a 30-second, you know, you know, physicality thing. I was like, cool. Right. And I did my scene. And then she was like, okay, can I see your 30-second physicality thing? And I was like, hmm, this is where I got you, girl. I did like a standing full twist to start off the thing and then did all these bunch of kicks and moves and whatnot in a really small tight space. And they were like, cool, awesome. Right. Wow. Clap, clap, clap. And I was like, nice. I walked out. My brother goes in and he's doing his whole thing. And then he's in there. I'm in there for like five, 10 minutes, maybe. He's in there for like 30 minutes. And at the end, Jeez. I just hear roaring, clapping, laughter the door flings open is like we love you we'll see you later peter bye <laughs> and i was like what the fuck did he do and i was like yo what did you do in there because we kind of worked on our stuff together i know he had sure. he wanted to throw a backflip 
but here's the thing, like a lot of people just assume that he and I are both, you know, martial artists and all that stuff. Right. He is not at all. He's a dancer. He's a b-boy, but he's not a martial artist. He's getting into it now, and he he can hold it. He, like he can, he's a better fighter than I am in real life. But when it comes to camera, he's not like he doesn't do that kind of stuff. In fact, I've doubled him for a couple of different projects already. Wow. Back in the while this was happening, so I was like, yo, like, did you throw the backflip? Like I, you know, like we we had practice. He's like, yeah, but my pants were too tight. So I almost fell, but I landed in like a one knee down position and my hands were down. So I stayed there for a second and then got up like hella slow. And then they oh like clapped super loud. I was like, wait a minute. You did a backflip and didn't, oh, didn't <laughs> land it. And they clapped louder than my full twist. Right, right. And that's when I realized, I was like, oh, the physicality doesn't really play into it if you can't right. bring the character into it. Right, the stylistic I, look, yeah. Yeah, and that was the thing. I was like, oh. Skill is something, but what it looks like, the aesthetic is is way more important. Right. And then um, I I of course realized that because when I was uh, when we finished the audition, I we all we left and he got a callback and I didn't. Wow. And then he got a callback all the way to the end. They had told him he was going to be the next you know Black Ranger. All this stuff was set, ready to go. He already signed all the papers. He had wow. his, He was going to get his flight soon, and then something happened with another one of the Rangers. And here's what you got to know about Power Rangers is it's a puzzle, you know. Right. Everybody is a piece of the puzzle. So right. Because this one person did something wrong, and she was of a certain ethnicity. Right. They had to replace her with somebody else of a similar ethnicity to Peter. Right. Therefore, they could not have both. So Peter then had to be replaced with another person of a different ethnicity. Wow, that sucks. I don't want to be too... No, I understand right, what you're, exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks terribly, but yeah. that's the name of the game. So right. all this to say he didn't get it. He didn't get wow. it that year, and that was for Megaforce. And then two years later, they called him back. He's like, hey, we're doing the auditions again. You mind coming back in? And that was the year that I decided to just do stunts. I was like, no more acting. I'm done. I'm growing out right. my hair because <laughs> I wanna. I'm just gonna do stunts, and people are gonna cut it for me. Whatever. I'm doing stunts full time. And then right. Peter goes, hey man, you mind coming into this audition with me? They just hit me up. I was like, man, they didn't hit me up. They don't care about me. And at this point, I had actually like, because in in the beginning, I wasn't really working on my acting, so I didn't have an acting background. Right. At this point, I kind of already were, but then I had already decided to do stunts. And I was, he was like, just come with me. Sure enough, I go in with him. I didn't get a call back. And he gets a call back all the way to the producers again. And I was like, ah, man, let's listen. See, I didn't get it. I'm done. I'm just going to do stunts. And apparently, he went back to the producers and was like, hey, you haven't seen everything that Yoshi's got. Bring him in again one more time for producers, please. Right. And this time, they gave me a character and the character was this caveman character who I was like, hmm. what is this guy? This guy sounds stupid. So Peter and I worked <laughs> on the, my scene for about eight hours the day before because they only gave me like a day to do it. Um, and, and we worked on the scene for eight hours and he was the one who came up with the idea. It was like, hey, you're playing him kind of like stupid and kind of like, you know, rough. Why don't you play him like a puppy? Like, hmm. He's, he's cute and he's nice, but right. when people piss him off, that's when he's a Doberman. 
that's when right. when they attack your family, that's when you go like, <clears throat> you know, I was like, oh, right. interesting. So I did right. that. And he was like, dude, that came so natural for you. That that should be what you do. I was like, okay. And sure enough, that's what I did on, on the producer callback. And they loved it. They were hmm. like, this is, this is our coda. And then that's when they, unfortunately, Peter was auditioning for a nerd character. And there was hmm. already somebody else auditioning for that role. And there was right. a bunch of people auditioning for that role. Whereas for my role, there was just me and one other guy. So it was easy what? to replace him but it wasn't easy right. to replace my character. Right. So because of all the things that he did for me, he booted himself out of the running. Your brother? So, yeah. That's because crazy. Because can't have two Asians. Yeah. And because he pushed for me. That was a multicultural show. Yeah. You, you need to have one of each. Right. So he couldn't be on the show if I was on the show. Wow. And I booked it. So he screwed himself out of it. And, you know, obviously both of us kind of were quiet after I got it because right. what am I supposed to say to him and what is he supposed to say to me? You know, Thank obviously you. he's hurting. Yeah. And yeah. obviously I'm grateful yeah. but he's hurting. Yeah. So we kind of had to like take a little step back from each other for a little bit and just like, okay, we've got to figure this out. Right. And luckily the next year he was like, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm done. And I pushed him to go. I'm like, come on, come on, come on. And that's when he ended up getting it. <laughs> but <laughs> it was, it, but if you have, like me saying it, you know, it's like super quick and short, but from the first time we both auditioned to the day that he got it, that was six years. Wow. So for those people that have said like, oh, I'm going to come out, I'm going to audition. Oh, I didn't get it. Neither did we for six years. Right. I didn't get it until four years. You just kept on going for it. Peter auditioned for it. Yeah. I mean, that was my only way into the acting community. I didn't know any other way. Right. But obviously there are multiple ways. I just didn't know any other way. Right. No, that makes sense. And that was the easiest way for me. So. Well, you were on 44 episodes of that show. What was it like filming that yeah. show? That's a lot of, Bro, that's a lot was, of episodes. Yeah, but also at the same time, you got to think about it like this. It's 44 episodes, but it's only 22 minutes per episode. Right. And right. out of those 22 minutes, how many of it is with somebody in a helmet or the robot? Right. Now, most of the time when it's the helmet, one, it's usually – it's, it's, it's always a stunt performer. So they do it on second unit and I'm never there. So I don't have to be there. Um, or they're just taking footage from the Japanese version. So they're just splicing it in and I just do the ADR for it. Right. Right. So it's, so, so it's a mul- so it's a multi project. So you're, you're working on a lot of different aspects of the show. Yeah. It was, I think the bit, the best boot camp for actors out there hmm. because you're getting an acting training, um, right. you know, on-set acting training. And then you're getting uh, an action, like basic action training um, on-set as well. You're getting uh, a chance to learn how to do voiceovers, you know. And you're right. given a bit of a, like a social media outline of how you're supposed to do things and like promoting things. So... I think it's a really good boot camp. Like it's a, it's a wonderful boot camp in my opinion. Nice. Yeah. 
Well, you didn't stay there. You went to, uh, you know, I mean, you pretty much stayed in the realm of like youthful perspective of filming. You did Casey Undercover. Now, I, I know a I lot did, of people yeah. have done Casey Undercover. I know a lot of people have done that show before. How was your experience on that show? You know, just ramping off of Power Rangers and going back to uh, TV and what have you. Oh, it was it was a lot of fun. I got to work with um, the. Uh, uh, I originally went on as as a double for somebody, and then yep. the week later I came on and, and they were like, "Hey, why don't you come audition for this character?" And uh, I did, and that's when I got that. And it was a lot of fun because I got to do a fight with Zendaya, um, and and then uh, the coordinators on there are wonderful people, you know. Nice. Um, and it's just like a really fun group of people uh, on that yeah. set. So Zendaya is really an amazing person. I mean, she's, she's an incredible talent. Yeah. She's really talented. Yeah. She's in the new movie, uh, Dune, uh, Frank Herbert's Dune. I don't know if you've seen the picture oh, of her in, in the new film, but yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. I she plays Chani. Yeah. She plays Chani. She looks, yeah. Chani is the love interest. Uh, in in the film, she looks she looks amazing. It's it's a very difficult film to to film because it's it's a complicated story and what have you. But I read the novel, you know, when I was a boy, and I couldn't wait for this this production to be made. Every single actor in that movie looks oh, amazing. Man. Yeah, yeah, it looks really good. So you went really, the, really good. You, you you moved on to another Power Rangers show, didn't you? I did. Yeah, Hyperforce. Yeah. How, so that how one did that come was about? a lot of fun because, um, well, it's something that we've, my brother and I were talking about doing on our own. And then that's when Power Rangers kind of uh, came to us. Uh, Melissa Flores is the one who, like, Melissa Flores has been with Saban for ages. Uh, right. She started up when I first started, and she was helping me suit up in the suits. And then come to now, where I was a ranger, and she was, basically one of the leads on lead producers on um, Power Rangers, you know? Um, and so she wanted to make a, a, a Power Ranger team where it was uh, like basically a D and D live stream D and D um, Power Rangers. And right. that's when Hyperforce came into fruition. Um, and Peter and her got to, to talk about it like together and kind of conceptualize a lot of the stuff together and the, I don't know if you've seen the art for the characters, but the art for the five, first five main rangers, that's all Peter's art. That He designed wow. a whole Power Ranger team. So not only is Peter a Power Ranger, he's, he designed a canon team. That's wonderful. So I know, and, and he's, a, he's a great artist. So my, he took more of the art side of the things where I took a lot of the physical side of things like he can sing he can play guitar he can listen to music and play it on the piano right away and I can't do that whereas I can right. watch somebody do certain moves and I can do it uh, right. myself you know that kind of thing so right um but Hyperforce was a lot of fun and it was kind of sad because at first when they were doing it I booked uh, Buffalo Boys and I couldn't be there for it so I couldn't be one of the five original rangers uh, but i you know and, and originally they were saying they were only going to have the five they weren't going to have a sixth ranger and so i was like well you know at least it's peter and my friends and whatnot and it's all our friends that we got into the, the project um 
you know, I've known Christina, uh, the Black Ranger on there, since college, and she, in her own right, is a wonderful, wonderful performer. She is a, hmm. a voice actor for pretty much every anime you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and then Black Nerd, uh, Andre. Um, yeah. He goes by the Twitter name Black Nerd. He's the Blue Ranger. And he was doing, um, funny thing is he was doing like Power Rangers like reviews and stuff back in the day right. when I was in the suit. And right. he and I would like meet in, in events because I was inside the suits. And, you know, we'd like hang out and talk. And then when, when Power Rangers Dino Charge came out, he was like doing the um, reviews for Dino Charge. And then I was like, nice. hey, Andre, I don't know if you remember me, man. I was it's me, Yoshi from the blah, blah, blah. And then, and he was like, wait, you're that Yoshi? And so we <laughs> kind of reconnected again. And then now we were on a Power Ranger team together. Um, and Megan Camarena is friends that we've been friends since, oh man, ages, eight years. Right, like that. right. But you know, it was it was kind of cool that uh, I got to play these Rangers with people that I knew. Uh, aside from um, Paul, I didn't know Paul ahead of time, but he hmm. such a fun person to be around <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know and he was like both in the originals but it was fun right. to get to do that and then and the fact that uh, melissa was like hey i think we're gonna do a six ranger uh for this character are you uh, for the show are you down i was like of course i'm down <laughs> only if i get free green <laughs> right. so that's how that's that nice. came about you know, I, I don't know many people that have that have gone on to like three different series of Power Rangers because you did Ninja Steel right after that. Oh yeah, yeah, I did. I did come back to that. Yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, that's that's uh, crazy to me. I mean, I mean, did you did you think it was possible to come back for a third series? Um, I didn't really think of it, but I also, I mean, it's already out now. Um, and and um, I'm coming back for Beast Morphers as well. Nice. Nice. So there's so a new series coming out that you're coming up. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So I we filmed that last year. So they just nice. released uh, that that I'm going to be in it like I want to say a couple months ago. We had to keep it under wraps for a while. <laughs> I, I can see that. So tell me about Ninja Steel. How did that happen? Um. Well, I mean, the fact that Peter was already on it, they kind of had to bring me back for it. Um, yeah. But it was already uh, something that they had thought about before Peter was booked on it, that they would bring back my season for this team just to kind of have like right. a team up thing. And uh, it was nice because uh, because Peter was on it, they gave me and Peter our own episode. Hmm. So I got to work with Peter on set together with him. And it was nice. It was it was a nice vacation job <laughs> we right. got some goof off on set together you right. know, and, and to see how my brother was on set and you know like this was his team and I'm just kind of coming in and I don't know it was nice well, was it, were you and your brother able to figure things out along, along the way being in Power Rangers together and what have you and being different episodes were you able to solve that, that issue the first time you were cast Oh, 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 no, of course. That whole thing, the first time I was cast, that right. was kind of like we just both needed a month for both of us to kind of like. Sure. Right. right. And then, and then you know, we chatted, of course, and did our thing. Like, you know, it's all good. You know, yeah. things happen. And it was more of like I needed him to be ready to talk to me again. 
you know, right. in the sense of like without it hurting him. Right. Because I'm pretty sure just like seeing me and the fact that I was about there about to live this dream that we both had, you know, right. and he would have to just watch me from afar because the hard part is that we filmed this in New Zealand. It's not like I was going to be home every day. Right. You know, I had to leave him. So, you know, it was, right. it was tough, but then, you know, I got the chance to talk to him about it. And then we still kept in touch every night. Like As soon as I finished set, it was just around the time that like time difference was perfect. So when I'd come home from work, I would call him and then we'd talk and then, you know, have about an hour before he go, has to go to sleep and then I can make my whatever I need to do for the next day. Right. Well, yeah. What in your future right now, are, you know, are you looking forward to? What, what film project are you looking forward to, to for everybody to see? Well, the thing is, I just finished a movie called um, Sriga Langit, which is uh, translates to Sky Wolves. Okay. And it's, it was supposed to come out on April 3rd, um, okay. but with everything that's going on, it got right. back. I was actually in Indonesia uh, near the mid, mid-March, and I was supposed to be there until end of April for a couple different things. I had um, a couple different projects out there. I had a movie I was going to do, a commercial. Uh, I was a couple different events and a commercial, and the movie. It was going to right. premiere, and, I, you know, and we usually do like a, a month of touring. And all of that went away and I came home, you know, I went there March 13th and or 15th and it came back March 18th because everyone was like, it, get everything's locked down. Everybody's locking everything down. You need to come home. So I, I went home and everything got pushed back. So now we're just waiting for this whole COVID thing to hopefully go away and the theaters yeah. will reopen and they can release the movie. But uh, until then, I don't know what they're going to do with it. What is that movie about? Skywalls, right? Yeah. So basically it's, I mean, for lack of a better way of explaining this in a short time, it's, it's Top Gun, but in Indonesia. It's, it's, huh. uh, it's about the Indonesian Air Force. Yeah. Um, it's really exciting. I mean, I know Top Gun is about the Navy, but um, sure. <clears throat> it's about the Air Force of Indonesia, and they haven't had an Air Force movie in over – no, sorry, 30 years, in over 30 wow. years out there. So it was something that was kind of, uh, it, it, was, it was funny to see because the people that we were talking to, all the commanders, all the, all the captains that we were talking to, or the, the, the commanders, uh, squadron commanders, they yes. were all talking about how this movie 30 years ago is why they're in the Air Force now. And they were uh-huh. like, we, ha- we don't have anyone doing that for the people of this generation. Right. So this is why we wanted to make that movie. Yeah. So it was a collaboration well, with the Indonesian Air Force. Yeah. Well, did they, did they work and hand in hand with you? I got to live like them. Really? Yeah. Did they put yeah. you through the training? They or were there every day. As much as we were able to with what time we were allotted, but, right. you know, we got to handle the guns the way they needed to. Um, mm-hmm. Most of them just use uh, handguns because when they're flying, they've got all this right. artillery at their sure. disposal, but they have a handgun and a knife with them in case they have to eject and, and be in enemy territory, et cetera, et cetera. But they were right. teaching us all about the, the, the planes. And then we actually got to fly on their, um, uh, F-16. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Did you throw yeah up? They took us up on their F-16s and no, because they were very nice. 
They were like, oh, they're very nice if to we you. go up a second time, yeah, they were like, if we go up a second time, we're going to play with you a little bit. But for the first one, we're going to yeah. make sure you don't throw up because we don't want right. you to throw up in the act. Like they were like, the, yeah. the biggest problem is if you're going to throw up, you better throw up in your, in your suit instead of right. outside. Exactly. You need to open up your shirt. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, shoot. That's hardcore. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So how was it? How was it? How was yeah. it being up in the sky and going through going through the uh, training, what have you? Well, I got motion sickness because uh, you know they did all kinds of loop de loops. Even though they were very nice, what they right. mean by nice is we're not going to tell you to look to the right and then spin you to the left, but we are going to spin you to the left. So look <laughs> left. <laughs> That's their way of being nice. And it, 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 you know they took me for a loop for sure. And right. They took us to about six G's, which and they taught us how to six G's? do the AGSM. Uh-huh. Yeah, wow. And and that's the thing is like six G's to them is nothing. The whole time while they were doing in six G's, they're like, hey, we're we're at four G's now. We're at five. We're at five yeah. and a half. We are at that's six. In, we're gonna cap insane. it here, and they're talking it normally. And I was like, I'm going. <laughs> The breathing becomes very difficult around four G's to five to six. Yeah. But then, you know, these guys, they are able to withstand nine G's, up to nine G's without doing AGSM. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's insane. That's that's hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. So so you're able to do an Indonesian uh, Top Gun film. It's going to inspire a whole new generation mm-hmm. to, to to fly planes for <laughs> Indonesia. That's 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 pretty great. That's pretty, pretty great. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> you, you you said you're also part. You know, and I didn't hear the name, but you're you're also part of a, a, a brand new Power Rangers show. What was the name of that show? Hyperforce. Hyperforce. Everything's hyper. Mm-hmm. Hyper planes. Hyperforce. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. It sounds like it your is. career is really just taking off right now. Are, are, you, are you happy with the way? I mean, when this whole thing is over and we're able to jump back in, it sounds like your career is really just taking off. Thank you, man. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for sure. That's yeah. why I said I'm, I'm taking this as a very nice forced vacation. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, let me put a hypothetical out there. You know, some kid coming here from another country, like nine years old or what have you, you know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. What advice would yeah. you have for this, for this kid on how to, how to be in the industry, how to be, you know, an actor more than anything, how to be an actor, mm-hmm. how, to, how to be in this industry. You know what? Instead of that, instead of that advice, I think the better advice that I would like to tell my nine-year-old self is yeah. to not push away my culture and my language. <laughs> Because mm. for many years, I refused to speak Indonesian. I tried not to seem different. I wanted to be as American as possible instead of embracing right. that side of me. And the funny thing is, it all ended up coming back full circle. And when I did Buffalo Boys, one of the things that I realized, I didn't know how to speak Indonesian. It was so hard for me to learn the language again because I had pushed it so far back in the back of my, of my mind. And yeah. I assumed that I knew how to speak it because my parents speak it. But when I tried to read the the script, I was, right. I, I, man, it was overwhelming. And that was right. the thing is like, and that's what actually gave me my biggest break was my 
dual, my sense of dual citizenship, my, um, what is the dual culture and my third culture uh, background is what gave me this opportunity. You know, right. as a kid who was plucked from Indonesia and brought into America. And I think that more of us that are of the same kind of um, background need to embrace it. And instead of feeling this, I don't belong in either world, it's you're the bridge of the two worlds. Yeah. 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 No, I agree with you. I I did the same thing. I'm first generation American. I did the same thing mm. to my family. You know, I, I could have learned two different languages and I literally told my mom, yeah. don't speak to me in that language. And I, I yeah. forwent the culture. And then I realized that this country made me dumber, you know, whereas my, my <laughs> brother, both, you know what I mean? It, it just, you know, me settling in and me, me adjusting to, to this culture made me more dumb. You know, and I, I've always been a little embarrassed. And, you know, you always get people from like Indonesia, or from Japan, from from it's Mexico that they want to teach you, want to help you learn the language. But there's a sense of it's a little, not a little late, but it it would have been a lot easier if I would have just accepted it when I was a kid. Do you ever watch uh, that show but Fresh hey, Off the Boat? I know, right? Do you ever watch oh, that show Fresh yeah, Off the Boat yeah, yeah. And, and get a sense of like, you know, like, like I get this? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. 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 I remember the first time I, I was eating food when I was in kindergarten and, you know, we all wanted to eat white people food, which was like turkey and mayonnaise and, and lettuce and what have oh. you. And I had, uh, I had oh. something, I had noodles and I had all kinds of stuff. You know, I didn't want to eat this. And I'm like, you want to trade? Yeah. And this kid traded with me his sandwich for my for my noodles and what have you. And I ate a sandwich and I almost threw it up. And I'm like, give me back my food. Give me back my food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, some, that's, <laughs> that's some great advice. You know, I'm very happy for you. I'm very proud of you. You know, you've done some really great you, work. And, and uh, you know, what I've always said is that you're you're a really great person. And I really enjoy your stuff. So, Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for, for spending time with us and for taking time out of your life to uh, share some of your knowledge with us. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. All right, Yoshi. I'm going to give you a clap track out. Thank you so much. Yoshi Siderso. Thank you so much, sir. See you later, man. Thank you, brother. Bye. Yoshi Sinarso is a really excellent human being, and you can tell by just the way he talks, just the way he communicates with uh, with me and with other people. I saw him talking to a couple of production workers on Six Feet Down Under, and they were very youth-based, very young. They are very young. And he was very kind, very generous with his knowledge to them. I saw him at Comic-Cons being very generous and very nice to other people. You know, it, it, it's special when you can come up, find people that are like that. When they're generous, they're nice, hardworking. When you look at his life and you look at how hard he worked to be where he's at today, you're getting that woman's number, emailing her. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think to do that. I would think that's crossing some kind of line. He didn't think that at all. 
He thought, this is my chance. This is where I go. This is how I do it. And he did it. I find Yoshi genuinely to be a kind, generous, well-groomed human being with a lot of compassion, a lot of love, a lot of passion. Works extremely hard. From working for Garrett Warren on the Logan to working on Power Rangers to working on, you know, Night Wolves that's coming out very soon in Indonesia. The Buffalo Boys that is now on Netflix. Go watch his stuff. I implore you, watch watch Yoshi's stuff. Very kind individual. Yoshi Sadarso, it was our pleasure to have us have you on our show. And we're blessed. Thank you so much. And to all of you out there who are listening today, I want you to remember that we can only get through this quarantine together. As a family, as Americans. Together. Here in California, we're doing a pretty darn good job of staying locked up inside of our houses. And quarantine, it's tough. Remember, everybody, this is your moment of reflection. Reading that book, writing that book, watching that movie, making that movie. This is going to end soon. And what are you going to say to yourself at the end of it? You can listen to Yoshi. This is a forced vacation. He knows it's going to end. He knows his opportunities are still there. That's why he talks about it the way he does. In a very positive way. In a very kind way. He has faith. I ask all of you to have faith. Like Yoshi, like me, that things will be okay. But in the end, at the end of this, we have to look at ourselves in the face. We have to look in the mirror and be able to go, I handled this properly. I was kind to myself. I was kind to others. I was generous with my time. I reached out to people to see how they were doing, even if they didn't like me, even if we had something along the lines go wrong with our friendship. Love means love. Caring is caring. Reach out to those people. Make sure you, they know you're there. There's a lot of people that would disagree with me. Say, why would I want to reach out to that person? I don't like them. Or we're not friends anymore. Well, if this thing doesn't make you kinder, I don't know what will. If this doesn't make you reach out and and share your love with other people, I don't know what will. Become that better person. When this whole thing is done, you'll have become what you should be. This has been Cinema Files Radio. 
I'm your host, Steve Pisa. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening today. Be well, everybody.